You're listening to You've Got This, Q&A number 25. I'm Katie Linder, host of You've Got This, and I'm creating some special Q&A episodes to answer your questions about surviving and thriving in an academic life. Email, tweet, or comment in the show notes to ask a question that could be featured on the show. Now on to today's listener question. The question this week comes from Anne via email. Anne asks, what advice do you have on juggling your academic career with your personal endeavors, business or otherwise, that might conflict with one another? For example, she asks, how do you separate your academic persona associated in research and action from You've Got This? These are the two different podcasts that I host. And how do you ensure your personal business does not compromise your academic career progression? She says in her case, she's looking into utilizing her research in the political arena, but she's cautious to do so if it will impact her academic career. So, Anne, um, this gave me a lot to think about, and I think what's kind of most interesting to me about it and the angle that I'm going to take in answering your question is that I actually think this is a question about branding. And this is something that we don't often talk about in higher education. Um, I think it makes us uncomfortable and it feels too much like self-promotion. We often talk about things like expertise and um, credibility and reputation, which are all associated with branding. And one of the things that you have um, kind of locked onto here, especially in relationship to my two podcasts, is that I have a professional brand that is associated with Oregon State University eCampus and that is really representing um, that brand of the university and that particular unit within the university, but that I also have a personal brand. And that is the brand that is associated with um, the side business that I have, the LLC that I have, uh, things like You've Got This, the books that I write, um, my persona as an author, um, and all of those different kinds of components. But I also think my personal brand encompasses the brand that I also am creating with Oregon State eCampus. Now, there are certain ways in which those two brands need to be separated out for ethical reasons so that I'm not personally benefiting um, from the kinds of work that I do with Oregon State eCampus. And a good example of that would be I do not promote YGT on Research in Action. You will not hear me talk about that podcast um, as part of my work at Oregon State eCampus. But you will hear me promote Research in Action on YGT because that's benefiting Oregon State, um, and I don't receive personal benefit from that. Um, So I think that there are some questions that you might want to ask yourself related to kind of your personal and professional brand that might help you to make this decision about whether or not you want to um, utilize your research in the political arena. And all of these questions, I think, are, are really questions that can be applied both to your personal life and to your professional life. So the first question is, what do you want to be known for? What are the kinds of things that you want to build your reputation around when people talk about you either now or five years from now? What are the kinds of things you want them to say? Um, So what are the kinds of um, projects you want to be affiliated with? What collaborators do you want to work with? That kind of thing. A kind of related question to this is what is your tagline? And this is something I've thought a lot about. I recently... um, reorganized my one of my professional websites related to the services that I offer. And I made sure that I put my tagline on there, which is that I help academics and higher education professionals own and act on their ambitions. And what this really reflects is I want to be known for providing practical tools, for helping people with goal setting, um, for offering personalized support, creating resources that help people to be productive in their careers. Um, And so those are all things that are kind of related to that tagline and to the brand that I'm creating around myself. 
Another important question is what are your professional values? Because your professional values can really help to guide the kinds of decision making that you um, have in front of you, especially for big decisions that you're trying to make or decisions that you're trying to make when you really feel like you're at a bit of a crossroads. And you can look at, for example, maybe two job offers that you have and you can say, okay, which one is more aligned with my professional values? And some of the things I mentioned earlier are part of my professional values, but I would also include things like collaboration and creativity innovation, um, modeling for other people so that they can have a better sense of um, their own ways forward. And you'll see things like that on Research in Action, where I'm really trying to talk about topics that are helping people to peek behind the curtain of what research is really like, um, model for them that they can be curious and that they don't have to know absolutely everything. They can be vulnerable. They can um, seek out people who know more than they do and ask questions so they can learn more. Um, so again, that kind of leads back to another of my professional values, which is just constant and consistent learning of new things. And then I think another question that you can ask is, how do you want to reflect your professional values through your work? So if you have a professional value that you think is really aligned with utilizing your research in the political arena and you want to reflect that into your work, um, that could make a lot of sense to be putting those things together and aligning them. Um, but if you don't feel like it's tied in with your professional values and it doesn't seem like there's alignment there, that can maybe help you to make that decision. It can also help you, I think, if you've made a decision about alignment and then something comes out of it, maybe a negative outcome that you were not expecting or that you were um, maybe not anticipating. So, for example, um, and let's talk worst case scenario. Let's say that you're utilizing your research in the political arena and you go up for a job a couple years from now and you find out through the grapevine you didn't get that job because they felt like you were too political. Um, now, some people would say, you know, that is actually a good thing because maybe it means that was not a good fit for you and that that context of that work, if they're not going to support what is a clearly a professional value for you, um, that that's OK. And, and you can kind of move on and find a better fit. Other people would say um, you created a constraint for yourself and you have created maybe a, a brand for yourself that is going to keep you from getting hired in certain contexts that maybe those contexts are important to you. Um, and you have to weigh those things. You have to think about the pros and cons of what it could mean to have opportunities come your way or to have certain decisions that you make create additional constraints on your career. And so I think that one of the ways um, to kind of think through that is to do like a pro-con list. I mean, just straight up write down what are the possible things that could happen that are positive because I do this thing or I make this choice. And what are the negative things that could be outcomes of this if I go in this direction? And um, and try to think as broadly as you can. This is also an area where I think you can engage mentors or colleagues who um, maybe have done this. You know, find someone who has utilized their research in the political arena to see if you feel like um, you can ask them some questions about what were the outcomes of that. Everyone is going to have a different situation, though, and I think that these are really personal choices. And this is why when I think about branding, branding is the thing that sets you apart. It's something that's incredibly personal, and it's about your experience, your stories, your narrative, and how you're bringing all of that to the work that you do. And so, for example, I'll go back to Research in Action. Um, when I'm asking questions of, of people who I interview on that show, I'm asking as a qualitative researcher. I'm asking as someone who doesn't have a lot of knowledge in certain areas um, and is going to come off, you know, 
really clearly, you know, sounding like that. I'm going to ask questions that um, are going to be relatively basic. But that's kind of part of the mission of the show is to increase research literacy. So I'm able to leverage that and leverage my lack of experience in certain areas to really dig into things in ways that might help people who also really need to learn and increase their research literacy in those areas as well. Um, So I think that everything that you're bringing to your own professional experience from both your maybe other professional endeavors that you've had or from personal experiences that you have, all of that contributes to your expertise and your credibility and your reputation. And I would say all of those things get wrapped up into your brand. So maybe that's a slightly different way of looking at it than you had previously thought of. Um, Hopefully it gives you some things to think about. I'd love to hear what you ultimately decide. And um, I think there are, again, lots of different ways to think about this. Um, But this is one angle that I think can help you align your professional values with the larger decisions that you need to make in your career. So thanks so much, Anne, for your question. And um, as YGT listeners know, I love getting questions from listeners. Please feel free to tweet them to me. Email um, the podcast at feedback at ygt.com, sorry, feedback at ygtpodcast.com to let me know if you have questions that you want me to answer on the show. I'm Katie Linder, and I'll be back next week with another question. Thanks for listening. Show notes and transcripts for each episode of You've Got This can be found at ygtforyouvegotthispodcast.com. That's ygtpodcast.com. To comment on today's show, suggest a topic for me to discuss, or ask a question that could be featured in a future episode, connect with me on Twitter at Katie double underscore Linder or at YGT underscore podcast. You can also connect with me by emailing feedback at YGTpodcast.com. If you find that you've got this podcast to be a helpful resource, please consider leaving the show a review in iTunes. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And tell your friends and colleagues, the best promotion for the show is definitely word of mouth. You can also hear from me each week on the Research in Action podcast available in iTunes and via my Learn Like a Boss weekly email newsletter. Subscribe to this newsletter at katielinder.work to receive an essay focused on topics like productivity, resilience, and what it means to learn like it's your job delivered directly to your inbox each week. If you want to learn more about my work and projects or how to hire me as a consultant, workshop facilitator, or speaker, visit my website, katielinder.work. Finally, if you're interested in sponsoring the show, visit ygtpodcast.com sponsors. Thanks for listening.